Gianfranco, um, thank you so much for, for taking the time to chat with me. I really do appreciate it. Uh, in, in Viaggio is a beautiful film. Thank you. Thank you um, it, it really, it really truly is. It's a beautiful portrait of, of Pope Francis. I'm wondering why were you so passionate to, to tell this story in this way? <laughs> well, because um, I encountered the Pope uh, um, twice, uh, 10 years ago when I did it, when I finished uh, Fire at Sea, Pocamare, um, the film I shot in Lampedusa, that was his uh, first uh, trip he did outside the Vatican wall. And then 10 years later, when I finished Notturno, I was contacted by the Vatican because the Pope was doing a trip in, uh, in Iraq, uh, where I spent the three years of my life making the film Notturno. And uh, which was a painful three years, and unfortunately, the film came out with a pandemic, uh, so it was a bit of a disaster. Although we were, we also did the Oscar running where we arrived to the short, short list, but the film didn't have much um, showing around, which for me it's a pity that that film kind of died in the, in the history of pandemic, basically. But somehow the Pope was going to Iraq and I was contacted by the Observatorio Romano where I did an interview before with them. And I was able to watch the footage that they did in Iraq. And the Pope read about this interview I did it. And then um, they contacted me to do to see if I could do some work on the footage that they shot in Iraq. And somehow that footage was extremely impossible for me to, 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 to relate to because it was shot for live television. And so I kind of renounced to do any kind of work. But in that moment, uh, I started thinking about how many trips the Pope did. I didn't know that it, at that point, the Pope did 34 trips. And I got really fascinated with the idea of, um, you know, it, it, what was interesting for me was like, it was Lampedusa and, uh, and Baghdad. So two of my films, they were somehow framing uh, these uh, nine years at the time of the Pope um, apostolic trips. And then in between, there was another film I did uh, in Mexico, which is called uh, Sicario. So there were three kind of moments, which for me, they were very important, that somehow there were three more very important trips of the Pope. Plus, when I learned that the Pope did so many traveling, I started visioning, visioning him around the world, you know, from one place to another place, from a head of state to another head of place, from a catastrophe, natural catastrophe to a natural catastrophe, to take it in position as a head of state. So I start picturing this idea. And uh, of course, when I say that to the, to the Vatican, they, they were very enthusiastic about this idea. And they gave me more than 100 hours of footage to watch, which was an extreme challenge that. So for six months, we were just watching with my editor footage uh, till somehow I realized that the, the film was possible. I didn't want the film to be produced by the Vatican. So I got the uh, right, right scene, I got involved on that. And, uh, you know, we start editing in a very, very, at the beginning, the, the first structure of the film, it was a very impressionistic uh, structure. We know chronological, we know borders, uh, we know interview, we know commentary. It was almost a psychogeography, you know, it was like a, a, a human geography and the portrait uh, of a Pope, which was somehow also reflecting the world that we were watching. So it was also a portrait of this world we are living, a portrait of the shaping world that we are living. So for me, the idea was always, okay, I want to make this film not ideological, not theological. I wanted to make more than a portrait of a man, a, a, of a Pope, a portrait of a man. And uh, but 
with this, for me, it was important to show somehow a reflection um, on this uh, upside down world that we're living. So this, for me, was the challenge of this film. I love that you bring that up because that was one of the things that's so apparent in its structure is the 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 dichotomy between the message and reality that's the you know the pope is is tasked with bringing these messages of hope and yet we see what's going on in the world around them we see that we see and hear the stories the of of brokenness um i was wondering for you one of the things that keeps coming up in the story is the power of the dream yeah I was wondering why that was such an important emphasis and how you balance that with the, with the realities that were, were happening around him. Well, this was one of the first uh, speech that I heard when I was looking at the footage, which uh, struck me a lot, you know, the, to have a Pope say, dream, don't lose the capacity of dream, dream of a world that we still don't see, but it's going to come, you know, it was such a powerful idea. And this was the first thing I extrapolated from these 800 hours and kept it there. It was always the beginning of the film. The film changed so many times, structure and things, but that beginning was always there. And I wanted somehow this to be a red thread, you know, into the movie. Also, he, he mentioned this many times in his trip, in, when he's in Cuba, when he's in the, in the Senate, in the U.S. Senate. Uh, it, it is a great moment when he said this country was founded by four dreamers, he said, and uh, he's referring to Dorothy Day, Thomas Norton, Martin Luther King uh, and Lincoln. And, uh, and then he goes down against the army, against the thing. So the idea of a dream in this upside down world, you know, is for me, it was like a very secular concept, you know, almost a Jungian concept and her hearing this from a Pope. I think was a very strong um, message, uh, you know, because this pop has the ability of talking to everybody, you know, to believer and not believer, to Christian, to Muslim, to Jewish, to Buddhist, to <laughs> Hindu, and is a is a pope that is somehow beloved uh, um, transversally, you know, he's a pope that is uh, able to be almost like a head of state and one of the few people in this moment of um, that we are living such a difficult moment in history is um, he's almost a political guidance you know he warned us about uh, the fragility of the world we are living and, and he constantly warned us about uh, how be united and how to change you know and taking a position that can change things I start the film with the shot of my previous film of uh, of uh, Pirate Sea, when there is a, a, in Lampedusa a, a boat that is sinking, and the Coast Guard asks to the people that are in danger, probably they died um, because there was no trace of that boat anymore, and say, "What's your position? What's your position?" For me, this is a kind of a metaphor throughout the movie. On um, on um, challenging each of us to ask uh, this question, you know, what's my position? What's my position towards uh, all the aspect that the world that the Pope is touching, from uh, uh, climate, uh, inmates, dignity, poverty, war, army exchange, and so all these issues that are very relevant for me in the movie, and are political issues most of them. Uh, we can change something if we all uh, determine uh, 
what is our position towards these issues. Mm. Yeah, you know, it somehow is a tribute to whom uh, he, he tried to change something. And I think this Pope is trying to change something in within the church and outside the church, you know. Um, he's facing a lot of uh, battle to change the approach of the church against certain conservatism and certain uh, radical idea that are still uh, uh, hanging inside the wall of the church, you know. And this is a pope that somehow, I think, is a revolutionary somehow in certain aspect. This pope, and um, and as all revolutionary people, he's a lonely man. Also, you know, at the end of the film, there is a sense of loneliness, so, which is also our loneliness, probably in this moment, you know. Mm. Uh, yeah, and and at the end of that film, I love uh, because it ends with that shot with him just by himself and. Uh, you get a real sense of of the burden on his soul and and it, throughout the film with each message you get the sense that there's a real weight on his soul um that that he wants to he wants to see change he wants to offer hope he wants to see uh see the world be a different place yeah because this pope he talks but he also listens a lot you know he listens to people we don't listen to him much <laughs> we <laughs> we kind of lose this world and think, okay, the Pope talking again about this, you know, we're not uh, ready to hold these messages uh, because we are too busy with our daily life. And he said that in many moments in the film, you know, either we're all together, or we're all gonna uh, be defeated, you know? And somehow this film is also about uh, us being defeated, you know, as a human being, as a population of this world. And uh, and this constant, as I say, I'm not Catholic, I'm not a believer, but for me, the idea that there is someone reminding us uh, and warning us constantly about these issues, uh, it's a very important thing. So that's why somehow I wanted to make this film, because there's no head of state right now that is able to, to address uh, this issue with such a passion and with such a, a motivation. You know? mm. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I was wondering, too, about that message and think, you know, with all the time that you spent watching his speeches and, and, and seeing interacting with the, the with him and uh, the messages, do you feel like the messages shift based on where he where he is? Like, it felt like I'm not talking about the, the specificities of, you know, the situation, because we see things like residential schools, we see that we, we hear things of uh, war. I'm just wondering if, if in your perspective, you feel like the message, uh, the vision of the kingdom shifts. I I think uh, the message changed the moment he flies away from the Vatican, you know, because that's for me what was important about this film, to see this Pope outside the daily life and conflict of the Vatican life, you know, to see him outside the wall of the Vatican. And we always change on trip, you know, we have to give up something when we travel, you know, there is a big change that happens to each of us when we travel, we kind of give up part of our identity, part of, of our being, and we open up to a world that is not uh, ourselves, so we have to do a certain uh, mission of humbleness, you know, in order to be able to interact uh, to something that doesn't belong to our 
daily life. So I believe very strongly that this changes the folk a lot. But in a way, it doesn't change his message. And this I have somehow a proof of that. Because uh, the first editing I did on the film before the war, it was, as I was telling you before, a very impressionistic film, very open, very almost like a poetic uh, things of messages, of things, of words. You, you never knew where it was, uh, the state, the borders. There was no borders. There was no chronological order. The film was starting in, in Iraq. It was ending in Lampedusa, the first uh, edit I did. Then when I, the war started, I went to Malta with him. And, uh, and in Malta, he addressed the, the, the subject of the war in a very, very heavy way, you know? And he takes a very strong position there. And when I edited that part of the, of, of the when talking about the war in Malta, when he's praying down, all that end of the film that is still there, the film didn't make any more sense, you know? Somehow history devoured all my film in one, instant and i didn't know what to do anymore i said well, this film doesn't make any more sense what's happening right now is so heavy and so impact that whatever happened the nine years before doesn't make any more sense the way the film was edited then after a few days i told my editor let's try to edit the film in a chronological way let's see what happened and once we start editing the film in a chronological way from lampedusa arriving to baghdad and then to malta and to this war Suddenly, all everything became its own weight and became like a, a prophetic uh, parable, almost, you know, like a, una parabola. <laughs> like, and uh, and everything started make, making sense. Um, the sorry, I took a note. The the the, the field somehow had its own weight and its own structure, and and there realized the power of this. Pope, when he talks, you know, that almost every every single trip he does, it becomes like a station of the God, you know, like a Via Crucis, where there is a meditation, where there is a moment of silence, where there is a moment of recharge, and every trip becomes uh, like a sort of uh, um, secular and political and terrenal worthy uh, station of the cross, you know, for me. And um, and at the end, you know, from his first speech to his last speech, there is a there is a, it makes sense, you know, all that. It's like an itinerary. It's like a, a una parabola, like a parable, you know. Mm. So it does change, as I was saying. He changed the moment he goes outside the Vatican uh, uh, political <laughs> uh, labyrinth. And the moment he's out, and that's what fascinates me, to make it pop always outside the Vatican. We see him only twice, and maybe the climax of the film is in the emptiness, in the void of uh, St. Peter's Square, when he addressed the world uh, about the pandemic. You know, for the first time, the Western world is facing a moment of, uh, of suspension of our future. And, um, and there the Pope is, is um, with an incredible strong speech is able somehow to talk to the whole world you know as i say believers and not believers he say we are all here now in this moment of uncertainty and why we are here so he forced us to think so for me that's a bit the climax in this emptiness of the vatican under the rain with the sound of the sirena of the ambulance outside 
and this enemy, which at the time we didn't know who, with whom we were dealing with, you know. So the first time again, the, our society, our privileged society, it was defeated, you know, in a sense. And for the first time, we experienced the idea of being in a future that we don't know where it's taking us, and we're still paying the consequence of that. You know, it changed so much, you know, each of us, in that uh, unfortunately negative way, but. <laughs> Not, not in a positive way, but it was a huge change, and we went through it. And somehow the word of the Pope, uh, the words of the Pope, are very strong. There, you know, and I remember listening to this, and and say, well, this is the only person who's able to talk to the world like that. You know, uh, with such a strength, with such a determination, with just also at the end giving maybe some hope to us. You know, in this moment of darkness. And uh, and then there is another moment where he's in the Vatican and it's when he encountered the space shuttle, the, the Soyuz uh, uh, space. And that somehow is also a metaphor for me with, of what I was saying before about this prophetic element that he has. You know, when he said, good morning, you all, his word, they don't arrive there immediately. It takes some time for us to capture his word. And this is a bit of a metaphor that when he talked, we're always able to to grasp his message, you know, and uh, and somehow that shot of the Soyuz, I love it because uh, the perspective of the astronaut from the top, this world is so beautiful, so fragile. There's no border. There's, uh, there's the commander of the U.S. Uh, mission. He said, "There's no borders here. There's no. Uh, we all know the fragility of this earth that we have to preserve. There's no war. There's no conflict from here. But looks at how fragile is our planet, you know." And how important is the work that each individual can do in order to change certain things? And again, what's your position, you know, in that? Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, there's some striking imagery there, and that that scene where you're talking about where he's in uh, is is that in is that uh, where is that in the? I thought it was at the Vatican, where he's sitting by himself during the pandemic. Yeah, in, it no, no, when the Pope is talking to them, he's in the Vatican, when he's in the desk. And he addresses yeah. to them that are like who knows where. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. But it's yeah. such a stark. the only two moments in the Vatican during the pandemic, and when he talks, when he cannot travel, sometimes you see the urge of this pop to go somewhere. And where he goes, he goes to the old world. You know, he goes to above uh, the earth. You know, so the film starts with this world that is upside down, and slowly, slowly, we see the world and we perceive this world, and at the end. Uh, when we arrive to the war, we see it from the top and we see the thin line of the sun and we see the earth and then we hear the sound of the war, you know, from there. And, uh, and that's uh, our defeat again, you know. Mm. So the film starts with hope, dream, dream, and then the events, uh, they kind of uh, have their own uh, cascade, you know and they devour us uh, on a daily thing so at the end of the film uh, uh, there is a sense of loneliness on the pope and a sense of defeat when he say non sia fatta la nostra volontà don't do our will which is very strong you know usually it's like do our will what we desire but say please don't allow us to to perform our will because our will is a catastrophe mm. The, the the pattern of Cain and the pattern of peace he talks uh, you know at the end he's talking about 
you know, how we've, we, we are not used to thinking in a pattern of peace and see the damage that we've done. Hmm. Um, I, I know we're, we're running out of time, but I'm just wondering is, from, from your experience making this film, what, what, what does this experience teach you about, about Pope Francis and his legacy? Is there, is there something that jumps out at you and says there, there's something unique about him? Well, yeah, I try to evoke this uniqueness is uh, his sense of be able to talk to everybody and he able to spread a message that is uh, very strong in a transverse way. And what struck me really very strongly, this is a Pope that doesn't do proselytism, you know? So when he talks, he's never uh, talks as, a, as someone that would try to change you. He always say, who am I to judge, you know? So even the big issue that the church was always denying, this Pope somehow he's tried to make some little change, you know, towards gay union, towards uh, abortion, of course. No, but for example, he never condemned uh, the abortion and say, oh, you go to hell, you know, you're going to die. If only once he addressed the issue of abortion and he say, I, I embrace and hold the women that are have to go through this painful decision and they have my own uh, compassion and my own uh, I'm there with them in this uh, difficult choice that they're making so he never really put a position which is radical condemning and uh, go crazy about the whole you know the, his position with the pedophilia people say well he's not doing enough but he's trying to do a lot on that you know before that was a taboo the church never talked there's a moment in the film when he addressed this to the bishop in uh, in um, in the states, and it's a very very strong speech he does against pedophilia, and no other pope ever did that, you know. Towards the union of gay, always his position said, "When there is love, it's good that love is there." And who am I to judge that? Uh, I just embrace the love. And then people say, "Yeah, but he doesn't." Uh, he doesn't give a um, benediction to that and that maybe <laughs> will come you know so hopefully you know but uh, it, as i say i'm not a catholic of things and i try to see the good and the bad on that but for me what is important about this pope is that he's a he, 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 there is a light there there is something that he's trying to illuminate us by warning us uh, on say well we are living in a very shaky world, uh, and he's somehow, he's somehow, um, he's a, somehow he's a, he's a player of this globalized world, you know, the Pope, you know, uh, and that's what uh, I feel strongly about that, you know, and uh, he's a Pope that's able to ask forgiveness on his for his own and the name of the Church. And this we see in the film um, when he say, I did a mistake, I was asking for proof. These people have been so much uh, hell already and the Pope asking for proof. Uh, this was a big mistake I did. So uh, there's a humility on that, you know, asking forgiveness also for his own mistake. Absolutely, absolutely. It, it Honestly, it is a beautiful film. Uh, and I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you so much. Me. Let's hope that people go to, to see the film. I hope so too. Thank okay. you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank Have you. a great day. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot.